This program is paid for by itswhereiam.com. The content of this program does not reflect the values or opinions of 91.5 KUNV or the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Good morning, Las Vegas. It's Zandra Pollard with It's Where I Am. Today, my guest is Sheree Long and Las Vegas chapter president of the National Action Network, Robert Bush. Today, Sheree Long will be giving us her personal testimony about what happened to her and her daughter due to first responder and hospital negligence. Um, Sheree, thank you for being here and sharing your story with us. This show is to educate the public on how to advocate for your loved ones when they have mental health issues, mental health disabilities. Thank you again. And please, can you tell us what happened with your daughter? Uh, Thank you, Zandra, for having me. Mm -hmm. On November 25th of 2020, um, my daughter lost control of her wheelchair and hit a step and was ejected from the chair and landed on her head and shoulder. Um, A goose egg arose on her head almost immediately, so we called 911. Okay. And when the first responders came out, um, they looked at her. She was alert. She was awake. And they decided she didn't need to go to the hospital. So the first responders come out. They do an assessment on your daughter, who is 31 years old. Yes. However, she was special needs. And they decided, they did her vitals and said, okay, we're not going to take her. Yes. Okay. And you had a problem with that because you knew something was wrong with your child. Excuse me. You knew something was wrong with your daughter and she needed medical attention. Yes. Um I have a background in nursing, so um, I knew that the type of head injury she had had could be um, a potential brain bleed, and um, I wanted her checked out and a CT scan um, test to be done to clear her of that to make before I felt that she was okay. So I wanted her to go to the hospital so that they can. Um, do the appropriate testing right. to actually say that she's fine. Right. So if a first responder comes out and they do your vitals and assess and say, we don't think it's necessary to take the person to the hospital, but you knew something was wrong. So then what do you do? What I understand you did was you talked with them for about 15 minutes yes right to convince them to take her okay so you had to go do a back and forth for 15 minutes after the injury yes to get them to take her to the hospital yes okay so that 15 minutes happens she gets to the hospital what happens once she gets to the hospital um the paramedics uh Gave a report to the medical staff at the hospital. Mm -hmm. They put my daughter in the hallway on a gurney um, without any monitors or anything. 
And um, she threw up immediately. Which means what? Um, in the medical field, a head injury and vomiting um, is a red flag for some form of brain injury as light as a concussion to as severe as a brain bleed. Okay. So you're just, they just left you on the wayside. No medical attention was given for a total of approximately how many hours? Well, um, the test wasn't done for over an hour after we got there. Uh, for over an hour after it was written, the order was written. For the CAT scan for and x For the X-ray. CAT scan and x-rays. Okay. Yes. And by the time she actually got the treatment that would warrant saving her life, um, it was actually over three hours later from the time of her fall. She fell at 2.45 and she didn't get rushed to surgery. Which is amazing to me because we had a conversation about this before, you know, she came on the show. And when I know whenever I've been into the, you know, gone to the emergency room or a loved one, the first thing that happens is that IV. So if it doesn't happen in the ambulance, it's going to happen once you get into the hospital. Yes. But there was no IV. No, there was no IV, no assessment from the nurses. Um, no interview of her history to find out, you know, what's normal for her, what's not normal for her. Mm-hmm. There was nothing. And no one spoke with you? No one spoke with me at all. Okay. So at some point, your daughter, Lashana. Yes. Lashana became lethargic. Yes. So she had already vomited. Mm-hmm. Then she became lethargic, which was another warning sign, yes. right? Yes. So as she became lethargic, then you have to direct your attention on Lashana to make sure that you're keeping her revived or awake, right? Yes, to the best of my ability. Right. So while doing that, you still have to look and see and make sure that the staff is doing what they're supposed to be doing, which they weren't. Exactly. Okay. This is such an unfortunate um, story. I met Sheree at a national act a, at a National Action Network meeting, and when she got up and spoke, I said, "Hey, I've I've heard this story. I've heard this before, and so I wanted to meet her, and I want to talk with her because when I read about it on social media." I was um, intrigued and I was disappointed and I was hurt because my brother is a first responder and I know there is absolutely no way that he would be so negligent. And so my heart really reached out to you. Thank you. And I am so very sorry about the loss of your the loss of your your daughter. Um, I want to thank and welcome President Robert Bush of the Las Vegas chapter of NAN for being here. Um, can you tell us how you met with uh, Ms. Sheree Long and what is your uh, and what have, has the organization done to support her? Yeah, well, first, let me say thank you for inviting us into your wonderful and beautiful home in this amazing studio. Thank you. And having us in to talk about this important topic. Um, and I don't know if not a lot of people know, but Na- National Action Network was founded by the Reverend Al Sharpton. And, um, and our um, mission is to fight for those 
who either have lost their rights or either um, don't have lost their voice. So we give voice to the voiceless. And so um, uh, Sheree uh, got in touch with us in June of 2021 mm-hmm. and, um, and let us know about her uh, situation. And, um, and so we uh, decided that we would get in the fight uh, for the uh, justice for Lashana. And, um, and although this has been a long fight, we haven't given up. Given up. We haven't got the results that we need yet, mm-hmm. which is up to and including changing laws that affect uh, special needs victims. So at National Action Network, we believe that it's not enough to just shout, not enough to just um, voice our opinion, but we should take things from demonstration to legislation. And so um, we're happy to partner with Sheree, who is also our health and disabilities chair. She decided to put her passion into action okay. so that we could partner into, um, into this fight. And any time, uh, this, is, this is, she is a microcosm of a bigger problem. Right. She's a microcosm of a bigger problem where, um, where blacks typically— don't get treated, all minorities don't, but particularly blacks, don't get treated the way that they should when they need health care services. Right. I, it made me think about, like, you know, the early 1900s when, you know, black people weren't able to go to the hospital or they weren't getting any service and they were just, you know, waiting in the hallway without getting any help. I mean, this is happening now? Yes, and that's one of the things that um, my mission is at the National Action Network is to bring awareness to the community right. that these type things are happening. Everyone who has heard my daughter's story is in shock um, that it even occurs, occurs that a, a paramedic would refuse to take someone to the hospital. The different things that took place, it's just shocking to everyone. And it's because no one knows that this type of stuff happens. And it's happening, if it happened to my daughter, it's happening every day to other people. Right. They just don't have a voice. You asked what did the National Action do- Network do to help me? They gave me a forum to be able to speak, mm-hmm. to even be here. Yeah. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Robert and the National Action Network. This is how we fight. We bring awareness to everyone so that when we do go from demonstration to legislation, the voters will know what they're fighting for. They'll have a history behind their vote. And so that's why um, I am proud to be a part of the National Action Network. Um, It's actually saved my life in a sense because I don't know what I'd be doing if I wasn't fighting for the people of Las Vegas, North Las Vegas, and Nevada, and eventually the country. We want to make changes for everyone so that everyone gets equality when it comes to health care. People should see, um, the healthcare workers should see lives, precious lives, not black people, not mm. gay people, not disabled people. They should see lives. Right. And their oaths were taken to save lives, not particular lives, but all lives. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this is an emotional show. Um, we're talking about negligence. Uh, from first responders that caused, and the hospital that caused Sheree Long's daughter, Lashana Matthews, 
to pass away. Um, now, she was in the hospital for 29 days. Yes. Right. So let me back up a little bit. After arguing with first responders, you get her. They get her to a hospital, but not a hospital that could help her. Exactly. So there was a lot of time taken up. Yes. Right. There were hours taken up that prevented her from getting the help that she needed. She finally gets to the hospital where she needs to be. And she's in surgery. I believe you told me six hours or more. Yes. And then she went through recovery and stayed in recovery for 29 days. Is that right? Well, she went to the ICU. ICU for the trauma days. ICU. Right, right. Right. Um, she well, she went to trauma ICU. Um, the da- the damage to her um, brain had been so extensive that after 12 hours, they had to go back in and do another brain surgery to clear out some of the blood. And um, due to time wasted. Um, If you feel that you need to go to the hospital and you're assessed and they tell you you're fine, go anyway. Yes. Okay. Go anyway. So now I want to introduce uh, a good friend of mine, Shatana Nelson, who works on the federal level to advocate for victims such as yourself. Um, And she helps to uh, create laws and get laws um, to legislation so that uh, we can that so that she and we can make a change. Um, Shatana, I want to thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it, it's always an honor. Uh, I was just sitting back listening to that story and, and it was absolutely terrible. Um, it's completely egregious on the part of the hospital staff mm-hmm. um, and, and the EMS responders. And I would love to help in any way that I could. Thank now, you. Yes. So now how do you help victims um, like this? What is the process like for you? Um, how does one reach you? Um, so that's the uh, money question. How am I reachable? Mm-hmm. You can reach out to me through the finest RPR firm, which is a firm that I own. Um, and obviously there are many people like you who would have my contact The process um, is different in all cases. It starts with a conversation between myself and the victim. I work with victims of all sorts. So from officer-involved shootings um, to any kind of civil rights infractions or or anything of that sort and malpractice suits, of course. Um, In a situation like this, since I've spoken to her and and, and I've heard what's going on here, first, I want to know all the moving pieces. I would want to know the timeline. After knowing the timeline um, per our conversation, my, my first thing is to make sure the family of the victim or if the victim is still here, at, you know, it's sad, not in this case, would be to see if I can get them some mental health services or if they're needing anything, any kind of necessities. At that point, I would assess what happened here and, and see what I can do. Do I help you get connected to a lawyer who works with me? Should we set up a nonprofit to bring in funding that will ultimately help fund any kind of advocacy and marching and murals that we will want to put up or, or maybe events to raise awareness? Um, and then we kind of go to that final stage once we, we've you know, increase the outreach and the image of whoever's advocating. And then we talk about laws. Um, Laws look different at each level. And and whether it's the county, um, state, federal levels, and we say, what are we trying to accomplish here? So what is the law we're trying to put in place? 
right? Um, and we would kind of talk that out. And then we, we would go through the process of actually drafting and creating this and getting other influencers to come in and help out. Now, Shadana, what I do know is that um, Sheree was expressing to me about the statutes in her case and that um, once she uh, kind of got support from uh, any law uh, lawyer or attorney, um, her stat- the statute was pretty much over. It was like one year. So it took like eight months. Is that correct for you to even get the hospital records? Yes. Yeah. So in her case, what do you do? Is there any way to like extend that statute? And then there was COVID. So, I mean, help me out. (laughs) So in in situations like this, I I cannot speak from a legal aspect and I won't. Okay. Um, but there is always something that you can do generally with the correct lawyer. Right. So there there will be things in place that will have a time frame of, of maybe like a year. But there are other things you can explore in most cases civilly. Right. Um, and, and if you can find any kind of malpractice or something that wasn't followed or if you can prove that there was some kind of bias or violation of a civil right. Um, then that looks completely different than the rules and regulations that they lay out. Okay. Um, so what, again, it's kind of what I do when I kind of sit down and, and depict the case and see everything that I can find out about it. And then I reach out to my network of civil rights attorneys, um, malpractice attorneys, class action suits. Has this hospital, um, ha- do they have a history of negligence? Right. Do they have a history of being biased? Because if so, then we're looking at something completely different. And and that comes into play. You really got to lay it out and look at it as a whole. There is always a way, I believe. And then you go on and you start asking different influencers and other families to come in. Because what I've seen in a lot of cases is if this is ran out for one family and this is other families like, wait, I was there last week. Well, now you have something to fight with, right? Right. And when I was there last week, I experienced this. And although they don't have the medical records yet, we have a history and we're, we're showing a pattern and we're able to break that pattern. And in, the, in most cases, if you can't do that and you can't seek civil ways, that's why you get to um, talking to legislators about laws and preventing this from happening to anyone else. And you go about it that way. Well, I thank you again for being here. Shatana Nelson from the finest hour PR. Thank you again for being here. You know, you are always welcome and you're always, always such a wonderful help and delight. Thank you for uh, giving us your. Yes, absolutely. We'll see you again. Okay, so now we're going to be talking to you, Mr. Robert Bush, about what Nan is doing. I know there's an upcoming event um, soon about the, the color of care. The color of care. Yes. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about that. The color of care is a documentary by um, that's produced, executive produced by Oprah Winfrey. Okay. Um, that's gone across the country, and it has to do with dealing with the health disparities in um, in minority communities. And um, we're going to be partnering with SEIU, Local 1107. Okay. And uh, to uh, put this event on. And basically, our focus is on um, making sure that our people, or make sure we break down the paradigm 
that that uh, is surrounds our people in terms of getting the right health care, getting the right um, services, and mm-hmm. making sure that they're able to see the right person when they go into a, a, a health care facility. Well, since I have you um, talking now, I would like for you to let our listeners know um, if they need to find any support here in Las Vegas for any issues they may have, how can they reach out to Nan? Sure. Um, you can reach out to us at, at a, a number of different ways. Okay. Um, first of all, you can reach out to us on Facebook and Twitter and, um, and Instagram, all of the different social media sites. Also, we have an upcoming meeting uh, okay. that takes place at Nevada Partners on Monday, August the 1st at 530. And, uh, and, and at that time, you can can ex- express um, any um, things that you may have going on in the community, what you're doing in the community, and, um, and talk to us about any issues that you might have. And then you can also reach out to us at uh, nationalactionnetworklv.net, nationalactionnetworklv.net on our website. All right. Well, I attended my first NAN meeting uh, yes, last month, and we were, yeah. I loved about it. It was that it it wasn't like it didn't go over, right? right. So you guys were very respectful of everyone's time. You got us in. You informed us, and then we left. So uh, yeah. please, I hope to see you there. I know I'll be there, um, and I look forward to to being there. So thank you, and I want to thank you, Sheree, for sharing your personal story uh, about your unfortunate, you know, happening. Uh, my heart reaches out to you. Thank you. I'm so sorry again. My deepest condolences. Uh, is there anything you want our listeners to know before we end? I just would like for all of the listeners to just be prepared to go and vote. If you haven't registered to vote, get registered because we are going to be working towards making some changes here in Las Vegas um, to make it a better place for everyone. And we need your help. We can't do it alone. We need the voters. So everyone, you do have a voice. Contrary to some belief, you do have a voice and we need it. So um, that would be the best way to help. Just when you hear the story, when you hear hear about the bills and the different laws that are going to go into place, remember my story and come out and vote. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, this is Zandra Pollard. It's where I am. And thank you so much for tuning in. You can find me on social media at It's Where I Am LV. You can also find me on all major podcast platforms. It's Where I Am with Zandra. You got to put that with Zandra in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and then also... There's my website. If you have any show ideas or if you would like to be on the show pertaining to mental health, please fill out the, uh, I think it's the third page, uh, the contact information and uh, let me know and I'll, I'll reach back out to you. All righty. So I am here every second Saturday of the month at 830 a.m. And we'll see you next month. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>